Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs, my mumpreneurs. Each week we're diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today I'm your host Michelle Pulver and I'm chatting with the lovely Susan Rioche, who is a UX copywriting expert. I'm really excited to talk to Susan. We've chatted a bit offline before this and I know she's going to share a bunch of really fun things with us today and geek out a little bit with me about all things user experience. So Susan, thanks so much for coming on. Do you want to do a proper intro for yourself and then we can have a good chat? Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. So my name is Susan for everyone listening in. And yeah, I'm a UX copywriting expert. So what that means is I tend to specialize in website copy and I work both with clients, helping them, you know, have incredible conversion optimized user experience, SEO optimized websites, um, but as well as sales pages, emails, um, and we'll dive in a little bit later mm-hmm. into why that is, why I do a little bit of everything. Um, but I also teach copywriters how to get ahead in their careers and write faster and, you know, just write really fantastic, high-performing, user-friendly copy um, with the power of UX as well inside oh. a group coaching program called Beyond Web Copy. So cool. I think we're, we've got to have a lot to talk about, but why don't we start <laughs> catching everybody up with like, what is user experience? What is this UX thing? And then we can keep geeking out from there. <laughs> yes, for sure. So UX stands for user experience. You'll mostly hear it called UX as opposed to user experience. Um, and at the surface level, it's really just about making digital products um, more traditionally like apps or functional websites, you know, your banking um, websites or e-commerce perhaps easy to use. Um, but I find it often easier to explain to people, like usually people know what bad user experience is (laughs) rather than a good user experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when you really experience friction trying to achieve something on the internet. Um, And I'm sure we all have examples of this. And they tend to be when, um, you know, when the energy is a little bit more, you know, maybe nervous or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to check into an aeroplane or you're trying to check out um, something that you're trying to buy and enter your credit card details and it doesn't go to plan, that's when, you know, you tend to get that really like, oh no, what's happening? Um, You know, that's a bad user experience. So I'm trying to create the opposite of that (laughs) and make everything as seamless as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's that sort of strange thing of when done well, people don't notice it and that's a sort of hard thing to pinpoint but it is so critical because it is that sort of underlying reassurance assurance about how we're using things online and I think I think you're starting from the bad point is a really good way to explain it so how does that relate to copy because I know a lot of us entrepreneurs know about copywriting understand it as a sales mechanism what's UX got to do with all this Yeah, for sure. So like I just mentioned, sort of when we're talking about or when, you know, generally when you read things about UX or user experience, a lot of things that people will reference are these sort of, um, you know, in inverted, people can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, (laughs) (laughs) digital products. Um, And what they mean is things like they're usually talking about things like apps or software Mm -hmm. as a service, you know, things that we use to run our business all the time. So things like um, you know, a bookkeeping uh, yeah. website, you know, like Zero or QuickBooks or whatever you use, something like that is usually what people think about with UX. But marketing is made up 
of digital products, you know, mm-hmm. web pages, sales pages, landing pages, email sequence, quiz funnels. These are all, they all contribute to a user experience. None of these things exist in a silo on their own. <laughs> you know, back in the day of marketing, we had newspaper ads, we had billboards. They quite literally stood on their own in the digital world it doesn't work like that and I know Mm -hmm. I can tell that maybe some people are like oh but a sales page does you know you can't you can't go anywhere from a sales page and I'm like well you can because you need to go to the checkout you You can buy something (laughs) (laughs) you need to then get a confirmation message you need Mm -hmm. to then get like an email that you know maintains expectations so all these things are user journeys um and that's a lot of what ux focuses on and i just think that it has such a direct application in marketing Mm. um you know missing the mark with uninspiring calls to action or vague labels expecting too much in one step that i see Mm -hmm. a lot inconsistency big blocks of text there's just so much that can go (laughs) wrong (laughs) and these can all cause someone to you know abandon the task Um, you know, but if you get all these things right, that's when conversions can really start to have a big lift. Yeah, it's sort of greasing the wheels for all of that to be easy and forgettable in the best possible way. (laughs) So they can focus on your message. So they can focus on, you know, on what we think of as traditional copywriting. Yeah, I mean, it makes tons of sense to me. And I'm sure people listening will have some revelations of their own of like, oh, yeah, copywriting isn't just sales. It's also the experience of those pages of those assets. How did you come to this as your specialty? (laughs) How did you get into marrying UX and copy? Because that is a very unique niche. I don't know if I know anyone who's, who's done that. I don't know that I know anyone else who's done that. You might be the only one. I might be the only one at the moment, at the moment. But I do think Mm. it's really starting to take off. Like we've had quite a few people come through Beyond Web Copy now and they're all obviously big converts and advocates for it because they've seen how much easier it actually makes their life, which we can get to at the moment. But how I actually came to it was I... Um, most people actually get started in copywriting and then they discover this thing called UX and then they Mm -hmm. really geek out on it and they get into it that way. But I was like a little bit reverse. So I got started in UX writing at booking.com almost, I think it was 12 years ago now. So a long, long time ago, right? (laughs) Back when sort of, you know, UX writing as a term was starting to, Mm. you know, get floated about. But I thought what I was doing was copywriting, right? I mm-hmm. Like that's what we were called. We were called copywriters. So I was like, I'm a copywriter. <laughs> but it wasn't what I was doing. What I was doing was what we now know as UX writing, you know, sort of mm. like looking at the user experience, looking at the user journeys, writing these little bits of microcopy, optimizing, testing, all this kind of stuff. Mm. And when I, it was, that was in Amsterdam when I used to live there. And when I came back to Australia, I was like, pitched myself as a copywriter. Sorry, I shouldn't clap on a podcast. Um <laughs> Ditched myself as a copywriter and they were like this isn't copywriting not what like, you're doing. this isn't <laughs> this is something else and so I was like oh okay and I got a um I ended up in a role in a digital agency doing what you think of as you know conversion copywriting essentially mm-hmm. landing pages and lots of SEO as well and stuff like that yeah. and so when I started my own business I had this total identity crisis because I had this <laughs> love of UX writing which I was more clear about the definition of that now you know because mm. several years had passed but I also had this love of conversion copywriting and I started my own business mm. and I was like well I can just do both I can ju- I'll just do both these things and whatever clients need I'll just switch the hat 
And what I realized was that people would hire me for UX writing, but I would end up writing their landing pages, mm-hmm. their website copy, their emails, or people would hire me as a copywriter and I'd end up going, yeah, but what about the step before and the step before? Mm. And where are people going after? And have you thought about changing this button? <laughs> so it like they both really sort of, you know, meshed really well together. Mm. But everywhere there is this message, you know, especially in the UX world, that copywriting doesn't gel with UX, that there is this, you know, separation. Mm-hmm. And I just I just don't think that's true. And so I decided to, you know, take a chance on myself and be the, be the <laughs> I think, the first to go, no, actually, there is a big place for UX in copywriting mm. and this is how we can do it. Um, and, yeah, that's when Beyond Web Copy was born. That's so cool. I love that sense of seeing the gap, seeing how it was being applied and sort of doing your own thing, being rebellious against, you know, the norm. I think that's how a lot of really good ideas become the reality. So I think that's really awesome. So you mentioned that you do some done for you work and you work with other copywriters. I'm curious, I'm guessing they're copywriters who come from that conversion experience. Mm -hmm. How do you get them excited about UX? Because they probably didn't come from that in the first place. No, so it's definitely getting easier than in the start. <laughs> when I first started, everyone was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? But this is actually something that I teach inside Beyond Web Copy, very meta. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> and like it's, it's a pretty well-established to, um, I guess, just copywriting technique of meeting someone where they're at. So, yeah. you know, in the early days, there was just a lot more education, demonstration, um, you know, a lot more convincing that had to be done around UX itself, Mm. what it was, what the value was, how it could help. And nowadays I still do need to do that. And quite often when people interact with me for the first time, it will be the first time that they've heard of it. But there is also people will have heard it somewhere in some, you know, they might not have a fully fleshed out idea of what it is, but it is starting to gain a lot more traction. So it's transitioning a little bit from, you know, selling them on the idea of UX to selling them on the idea as me as a person who teaches them UX. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's exciting. Yeah, sorry. No, it's nice to see the transition of, you know, your industry catching up to you in some way. Definitely. And I think also what is helping is that clients quite often, you know, quite often people come to me and I'll sort of, I'll always ask them, you know, why me? And quite often they'll say, Mm. oh, you know, because of your UX experience. Well, Mm. I'm not the only one they're saying that to, right? So other copywriters are probably hearing that as well. And I do think that clients are just getting more switched on to the digital landscape in general. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's a really good opportunity you've seized. Um, so for people listening who aren't copywriters, mm. how could a you know small business who's you know selling services, selling digital products, selling courses, things like that, how could they use this UX copywriting in their business? Like what's a practical application for this? Oh, there's so many, there's so many. Okay, (laughs) first of all, um, I think a really good starting point is I have a microcopy micro course, which is excellent. um, And it's a three-step process that anyone can take to optimize their microcopy. And when I'm talking about microcopy, I'm talking about the little, I know that you know this, Michelle, but for (laughs) anyone listening in who doesn't, it's the little signs that guide you through a digital experience. So things like 
labels, buttons, um, you know, confirmation messages, error messages, all these kind of things. And there's so many on the on one of the pages of the microcopy microcourse. It's a PDF. It's very snackable, consumable. You can do it in half an hour. Um, but, you know, for an e-commerce site, if there's anyone listening mm. who has an e-commerce site, there is microcopy everywhere. <laughs> um, is like it, I was writing the list. I was like, oh, my goodness, it just keeps, just keeps <laughs> it's going. It's the whole thing. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Um, so it's definitely a really handy resource. And the three-step process, which I can run through quickly here, is mm. simply about knowing what microcopy is because you might just have gotten a template do you know what I mean and it's got some of these little labels and whatnot and you think well okay perfect this is already done I don't need to look at this so just sort of getting familiar with what it is and where it is Mm -hmm. then looking quite simply at the journey that someone would take on the way to say buying something from you and just identifying you know which what are the bits of microcopy as you go along um, you know, where are they? What are they saying? And then quite yeah. simply, does it all make sense? You know, <laughs> is it all connected? Is it leading to the next thing? Is it reassuring? Is it encouraging? You know, mm. how, if someone was seeing this for the first time, would they know what to expect? Um, so I think that's a really, you know, great way to get started and have a few wins. And I think um, the other thing, which has escaped me now, but I will think of it. <laughs> It'll come back. <laughs> I think the microcopy is a really good kind of entry point because it is something, like you said, most people don't think about when building a website, creating this checkout services, because there is this default copy, this default text in your platforms. And it's so easy to just leave it as is. But I think that's a really quick win because it does make a big difference, especially if you are patching together a couple different softwares. Even if you stuck with the base sort of copy, it would have a very different feel, a very different flow. So Mm. I really like that as a starting place. Um, So if we've got our UX and our copywriting and we're applying it to our businesses like this, what do we kind of see as the next step after the micro copy? And just high level, what would be kind of the next most impactful thing for people to think about in this UX copywriting world? So I think if we're looking big picture, the sort of the the key to that is like thinking big picture and zooming out. So we've just mm-hmm. talked about microcopy where we're zooming yeah. in real close, where we've got our noses up against it almost. Mm-hmm. And so then the other thing that you can do is zoom all the way out. And this is what mm-hmm. I love about UX is this sort of moving in and out. And, um, you know, yeah, I think of it like if you look at it on a big board and you can zoom all the way back we use a tool called Miro um, mm. which is excellent if people want to have a play around in that it's an excellent tool that you can play around with it's essentially like a big whiteboard and so you can zoom back and have a look at all these very complicated user journeys or you can zoom right into the you know the granular detail of microcopy but if we zoom out for a second it's just making sure that you're not missing any key steps yeah on the journey that someone is taking in order to work with you. So if we think about a service provider, who I'm sure Mm. there are plenty of those with us today, you know, you might have, say, I don't know, something on your website where, you know, you're selling a really high ticket um, service. And like, have you considered everything that everyone sees leading up to that moment? Have you mapped out literally step by step the journey that everyone needs to take 
in order to get to that point. And then after they read it and they've, they're sold on it, you know, through the conversion copywriting, is it really easy for them to buy from you? And then is it really easy for them to work with you after that? What it like, do, I know it can seem a little bit tedious and time consuming, <laughs> but just like coming back and being strategic and looking at that big picture and those big user journeys is just, you can suddenly see, oh my goodness, you know, I've missed this whole important um, mm-hmm. step. Say, for example, for me, it's really important that um, if someone's going to, you know, book website copy with me, they want to know things like, um, you know, who's going to design it? Who's going to develop it? Who's going to, like, are you the first person that I come to or should I be talking to a developer? You know, Mm -hmm. there's this big informational piece that needs to happen first. And there will be, if you notice that uh, questions are coming up again and again, that could be an indication that you're missing an important piece of the puzzle that'll just make it that much easier for people to get in touch with you. And whether that's having a frequently asked question somewhere or, you know, something that you send people when they have an inquiry, you know, it Mm -hmm. can take all different forms, but just thinking, how can I get this information to people to make it even easier for them to say yes to me ultimately? Yeah, I think that's really helpful. I know customer journey mapping is something I'm really passionate about. I think it's something we often skip over because we're so in our own processes that like we know what happens when we want someone to book and we can just do it on the fly. But when you're on the outside of that, actually trying to navigate that experience, we're not cued into how, you know, the person you're buying from works. We don't know their systems. They're not all the same across everything we've ever bought. So it is really helpful to do that sort of basic level, just sketching out how you want someone to actually interact with your business, what's going to happen next, and figuring out those steps so you can keep people basically in step with you the whole way. Um, so I love that sort of application for the UX. And you touched on sorry, something. Just, oh, sorry. Oh, go for it. No, go. <laughs> I just, as you were saying, I was like, the other really important thing to do is to show it to someone else, of mm-hmm. course. So UX is all about testing and getting data from people and watching people interact with your products. And so put your website in front of a friend and ask them to buy something if it's an Mm e-commerce. Ask them to book, you know, and don't be like, oh, go to my services and then book a blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Just say, if you wanted to work with me, what would you do? And just watch them, you know, and you will get so much insight just from that very, very, you know, um, rough and ready testing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to kind of lead to. I think there is that piece that is beyond just thinking in your head or being so in your business, but actually bringing other people in, bringing real humans who are going to operate these tools, these assets you're creating into the mix. I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about the user experience approach is it's out of the sort of bubble of your own business and really getting the input of real humans who are using it. Um, So when you're working on the copy, how are you evaluating that piece, the user experience, the interaction with the users? Because most of us read in our heads. I'm curious how that works. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's so, you know, it really depends on the job. So Mm. there are two, um, something that I teach again inside Beyond Web Copy, which is so 
such a valuable way of thinking, I think, is that UX is really made up of two parts. So there is a pro- there is a process, which is design thinking, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is about, um, for people that don't know, it's about empathising and then evaluating and then strategizing or thinking and making ideating um and then creating and then testing and then basically you loop back to the start (laughs) and you just continually iterate and evolve which I find in my own business just to be so effective and I've had Mm -hmm. so much success with not I think it's so tempting for entrepreneurs to to just be like oh shiny thing oh I'll try that oh I'll try that but if you can get yourself just to stick with it and to stay close to the data and just be you know like Today I just went, well, not today, sorry. Last week I just went through a whole launch and I literally was like, oh, my click-through rates weren't as strong as they could have been. I'm going to put all my effort this time into like improving my click-through rates with my CTAs, do you know? And mm-hmm. I had a massive success with that. And I'm like, that sound, that's so, that's something that I don't hear people talking about often yeah. enough, but you can take those slow, steady steps um, to success. And that's getting feedback in forms of, you know, like, yeah. Click, click through rates. So there's so many, we don't all have big A-B testing machines mm-hmm. like, you know, the big companies have. That's where, yeah. you know, it's so great because you can see like this empirical data and you've got these data scientists working with you who understand yeah. like all the numbers <laughs> and what they mean. And I'm like, but I don't, don't let that be a barrier to not just collecting yeah. any information that you can. Any kind of feedback that you can is mm-hmm. like more valuable than just, sitting in your own head and percolating on something. For example, I wrote a freebie, which is the ultimate UX web copy um, guide, which we can maybe share with people. um, We would love that. (laughs) (laughs) And it gives you the six-step process to writing, Mm -hmm. you know, user-friendly web copy. The first thing I did was create it as quickly as I could because Mm -hmm. I'm all about moving fast. And then I sent it to people that had been through Beyond Web Copy and I was like, you know, you know the process. Can you please read this and provide feedback and tell me what you think? The feedback mm-hmm. that I got was phenomenal. You know, I could have sat at my desk for weeks and not yep. gotten it to the point that I got it in with that bit of feedback overnight. You know, yep. so I think it's just how can I get this in front of my audience? Can I put an Instagram story out there? Can I send out mm-hmm. a survey? Can I hop on a Zoom and show people my website and ask them to download my freebie and see what they do? Another really great thing that you can do if you're trying to organize content on your site is something called, um, it'll come to me, it's not called empathy mapping. What is, is it, it called? Information architecture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> okay. Another great thing that you can do if you're trying to organize the content on your site is simply list out everything that's on your site on Post-its give them to someone and tell them where would you put them? Where where mm-hmm. logically makes sense, you know, to you? It's called card sorting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's all these little tips and tricks in UX. Um, mm-hmm. But I have gotten away a little bit, sorry, from my original point. Um, I'm just so passionate about it, which is <laughs> that there is um, this design thinking, which is this yeah. iterative, like get something out there fast, get feedback, make it better, improve. But yeah. there are also heuristics, which are a bit like, you know, principles, for mm-hmm. want of a better word, where other people have said, you know, like through rigorous testing, this is what we've found. And even just having a knowledge of those is a good yeah. jumping off point. 
Yeah, I think the guidelines are very helpful, especially if you aren't planning on becoming a UX expert. Um, yes. But I love that you touched on the design thinking. And I think that's something I think people accidentally kind of do in the online business space. But without that process behind it, I think it it's tough to really analyze and understand what information you're getting. So I think more people exploring that process, I think, would lead to much more helpful results because gathering data and looking at your conversion rates is great. But if you don't know what to do about it, if you haven't got a, an idea of what to do with that feedback, it's ultimately just information that sits there and we don't know what to do with it. So um, I definitely encourage anyone who's even a little bit interested in what we're talking about to go deep and read about user experience, read about the design principles and like design thinking. And I think the start with something messy, you know, an MVP and then get feedback and bring other people in. That's, I think the most helpful piece, at least in my experience and my work, it's like that little piece of just opening up the process rather than I think what a lot of people in the online business space seem to appear to do, which is go away, create something amazing, and then ta-da, you know, it's in the world and it's suddenly a six-figure launch because they've made something magical in a bubble. That's not really the reality. And I think it's Mm. helpful to remind us, like, it's not made in a vacuum. We need the other people to so yeah and people people love coming along for the journey with you you know like if you involve them in helping you make these decisions and figuring out what it is that they want it means that you're also just you know sort of as a nice little benefit priming (laughs) them for when you're like and here it is (laughs) yeah yeah it's good kind of warming up audience work as well Um, or anything else you'd like to share about UX, copy UX, uh, anything else you'd love to share with us? Yeah, I think so. I think it's easy once you've seen success with this to keep Mm. going, to keep putting, it gets exciting. You know, you're like, I'm going to launch this and then I know I'm going to get feedback and then I'm going to make it better and then it's (laughs) going to continue to grow. But the first, I think the reason why a lot of people don't do it is because it can be scary to put something out there that you don't perceive as perfect do you know like and I think just getting over that mindset you know that was something that took me a long time it took me five years to launch (laughs) my course you know like I'm I'm right there with everyone but Mm. just take that first step and take a small step and just see you know try with something small maybe get a freebie out there a little bit sooner than Mm -hmm. you wanted to or like an email that you don't quite think is finished or something get feedback and then you know do it again and just just you know take it take it easy take those little steps and you've totally got this like it doesn't have to be perfect um this this process is about getting to perfect but no one starts no one starts there or not getting to perfect but getting to close to better getting to good (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's really helpful and I think a very healthy approach to everything in life but like particularly in our work as business owners I think having that approach of just putting something out there and then working on getting it better, um, I think it's much healthier. So I love this. We could talk UX all day, but we should wrap this up so that people can get on with their days and get using some of these cool tools. So I'm going to share the link in the description for that really cool freebie that Susan mentioned. Um, And if you want to connect with Susan, I'll let you kind of share anywhere I'm assuming your website's probably somewhere you want people to go but anywhere else you're hanging out online so people can learn more from you 
Yeah, for sure. So people can come and find me at Susan Rioch Copywriter. So it's R-E-O-C-H. It's a bit of a tricky last name. I'm also <laughs> at Susan Rioch underscore copywriter on Instagram or Susan Rioch on LinkedIn. Come and connect. Come into my DMs. Ask me questions. I will talk your ear off about <laughs> UX. So don't be shy. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you listeners for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we really appreciate a rating or sharing with a business friend. It makes a huge difference to us. We're going to be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses. And until then, take care.